0: Hey y'all, welcome to Black and Binging.
1: Where we talk all things Black and woman-led in TV and film. We're your girls, Ronnie. And Joy. And on today's episode, we're celebrating Black female creators. We're behind some of our favorite projects and shows that we love to binge. But of course, before we dive into the show, we have to start off with some popcorn. popcorn. Woo! Woo! What popcorn you got today, Ronnie?
0: Um, I can't even remember oh wait it's the same one I got a whole box so it's pop secret y'all are gonna be seeing this for a minute I'm sorry
1: I'm still working on um my uh
0: the boom chicken pop yep
1: I'm
0: still working on it but we here we here hopefully by March people will get some new we'll get through it
1: if <laughs> you're looking for popcorn
0: vendors okay you're a black-owned popcorn company we want you we need you We do. We would love to support you. We would. (laughs) So Joy.
1: Ronnie.
0: (laughs) I'm excited about this one. Me too. This is my favorite one because yes, like we're highlighting films and TV shows that like have, are centered around black women or feature strong black women leads, but And we've touched on this throughout some of our previous episodes, but today, as you said, like it's all about the, what I like to call like the creators of the show, whether you produce, wrote, directed it, like These are the people that like have us coming back every week or like binging something or like downloading a new streaming service because we have to watch this movie. Like these are the women behind it all. So one woman that I wanted to shout out because I misspoke in a previous episode and one of our followers actually was like, "Mm, power is woman led. I'm like, you right, sis. How did I forget about my girl, Courtney Kemp? She is overseeing uh, the power series um, along with 50 Cent. So I think 50 Cent, you know, he's like a troll okay. on Instagram, of course. always talking about power this, power that. So I think in my head, I just automatically went to him without even thinking about, okay, well, who is breaking down the episode at the end? letting us know like what her thoughts were about the se- the episode and why she did what she did. So forgive me, girlfriend. I love you so much. <laughs> right, You created a literal
1: masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Yes, 50 Cent might have had his hand and his money all in it. But we know you, you're behind the story and we are giving you all your flowers because Power has been one of the most successful star shows, hands down.
0: Absolutely, it actually made like stars like one of the as in, as like a premium channel. It brought it back up because right. it was like falling in comparison to HBO and the other ones and like Showtime things like that. Showtime, no, um, yeah, though that should fall. Yeah, <laughs> one thing that I thought was interesting um, is that I found out she created Power after her father's death. And to me, when I heard that, like, I just thought that was like a a example of like someone turning pain into purpose and like, you know, using that, using that sadness or that hurt to like not kill what you love, kill your joy and like just wrote a phenomenal series that ended up going into spinoffs. So I think that was dope and shout out to her for that. So with that, do you think that uh, women are falling
1: in the background still in terms of like shows and being the creators of shows? Or is it like, for example, in Power, do we just think 50 Cent is really loud and obnoxious about his show? Or do you think that we're overlooking the women who are behind our favorite
0: shows today? Hmm. I would have to say it might be a a combo of both. Like I think... (laughs) not saying that 50 didn't contribute to the show but I think like in Courtney's specific case she does have a Curtis that's loud as hell so it's already hard. it's yeah. already hard for like women to like get their flowers and sometimes not because they're not talented they are over like shadowed by men so they're having someone like 50 Cent and his personality is like I will look at him like, bruh, you ain't, you, you ain't stopped trolling on Instagram yet. Right. right. But will he ever, will he, <laughs> be 50, be 50 in today's age
1: if he wasn't trolling on Instagram? That's true. That's true. And then
0: I don't know, like, I don't, I like to, because I just like to see like the brain and like, what was the thoughts behind an episode, but do most people watch the little breakdown that she has or are you are you skipped once you find out what's happening in the next episode
1: so I feel like in the beginning seasons like I haven't watched any of the breakdowns for like Tariq's but like back in like power season one or two when they started I used to watch them but then I'd be like I would be so hype after I don't even care about all that I don't want to hear about all that shit yo did y'all see what Tariq just did like I was just too hyped to care at that point but um I think it's good information, especially as a writer, like how she breaks down the characters and you get like a lot more um, insight on the whys, why these characters, and it's better to predict what you think is going to happen.
0: But yeah,
1: many people watch that stuff. That's a good. Yeah.
0: And I'm thinking now, because you're saying, and I agree with you, I don't think many people watch that part. It could be easy to forget. Oh, wow. Look at this black woman who's dope as hell that's creating this content that I'm loving because if you ain't watching that you damn sure ain't watching the credits that has her name at the top exactly. you get what I'm saying that's true so <laughs> that's very true so Courtney forgive us you know Black people we barely read Instagram captions so sometimes we skip over you know your little breakdown at the end we ain't reading the credits but we see you we've always seeing you we loving what you do and sad that you're leaving the power the power verse and going on to netflix but sis you getting that bag, because i heard you getting eight figures possibly nine i can't see black women yes i love that um and it's not and it's going to be encouragement no competing Because, you know, we have our other great sis. I think this is, I don't know. This is one of my favorites. I don't know. Me too. Is it it your the favorite though? Could I say that? I would. So I feel like. First of all, we need to announce who
1: it is. Shonda Rhimes is who we are trying to introduce here. The best, the amazing, the Shonda Rhimes. I will definitely, okay, she's still my favorite for sure because she's the first to do it, I guess, in my world. I think since Shonda though, there have been a lot who've come out who've like still taken my heart. You know, the Easter Rays, the Lena Waits, all them. But Shonda Rhimes has my heart because she did it like first in my opinion. Or, she was the number or maybe one. in our time. In our time. She did it first in my eyes when I opened my eyes to like film and TV. So she always had a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, but Shonda Rhimes, the creator of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder for the People, Station 19, Bridgerton, Inventing Anna, which just came out on Netflix this past week. Um, and I'm sure there's like a gajillion more. But Shonda, we love you. She is the absolute icon, in my opinion, for especially primetime TV, because she literally put all these black women leads on primetime TV, ABC network. Mm -hmm.
0: And
1: And then when ABC network started tripping, she said, I'm out. And what'd she do? Just like Courtney Kemp went and got the bag at Netflix. Yeah. Super dope. We love it. Um, Yeah.
0: So I got to (laughs) ask. What, out of all the ones that you just named, because you highlighted some of, like, her top works, right. which one is your favorite and why? You have to pick one. Just one? Or else you're not getting off the deserted island. You'll be stuck forever. <laughs>
1: Oof, so my favorite Because it's between, oh Jesus, it's going to have to be Grey's Anatomy. I know. I'm sorry. You're going to look at me crazy because you're like, it's not Scandal. I know. I love Scandal, but it's Grey's Anatomy. It's Grey's Anatomy. I'm sorry. Okay.
0: What do you know? You know, surprisingly, I never watched Grey's because once I got hooked, I got hooked on Shonda because of Scandal. And (laughs) so once I knew that she produced Grey's, it was already like 10 seasons in. So I was always saying I'll wait until it stops and just binge. No, really, like me. No.
1: <laughs> Eight more seasons later, like or nine right. seasons later. <laughs> Still going around season 19 right
0: now. Right. Um, so I don't know when I'll ever, but I do want to watch it in its whole entirety since I'm already so far behind. It's but right. it's your- You would probably also be surprised and think that I would say Scandal too. I, I think it's not Scandal. Character-wise, my favorite character is that she's ever created is Olivia Pope. Yeah, agreed. The only reason why Scandal doesn't get the Aunt Ronnie's win, even though Shonda probably like, who the F are you, is <laughs> because I am like the end of the Scandal. Yeah. So my, my pick would have to go to how to get away with murder, because I think that was beautifully written from beginning all the way to the end. Agreed. Like no skips, even though season one was kind of slow and I had to rewatch it again. I don't really,
1: the thing with how to get away with murder in its entirety, perfect show on a week to week, that shit, I could not do it. I couldn't wait each week for an episode. I'm like, I'm not doing this. When I watched it, like, baby, the heart, like- yeah, i was just like, I can't, I can't do this. Just, just tell me when the season's done and I'll come back. When I watched it full fucking circle, beginning to end,
0: masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why it has to be one of my favorites. Um, And I also like, we always say like Shondaland and stuff, and it has the little roller coaster. Um, during her shows but I was just like since 2005 she had this tv production company and that's pretty early on um, especially for a black woman because we face discrimination in this field now so for her to be doing that in the early 2000s like shout out to her Um, and one thing I saw like briefly she says that like Shondaland is a place where, like, the badass lives, the ones that, like, stand up for themselves. They, like, dance, wear, do whatever they want, um, and they don't care or give a crap about what anybody else has to say. And it's for the warrior and all of us. Do you think that, like, what she has as, like, her messaging for what Shondaland is, her work actually portrays that? Yes,
1: 100% even like when she talks about like the warrior and scandal it's the gladiator when she talks about the dancing well you haven't watched Grey's Anatomy but that's a big thing with Meredith like when she's stressed she has a dance party that's how they let it out but I've also read Shonda Rams's book Year of Yes because I love her and in that book she kind of goes through a lot of those these themes of how to be the first only different how um, don't give a crap about what people say have hard conversations she really I think lives her life this way which is how she made her way to the top and like she puts all of that in her characters and I know people have like you know mixed feelings about Shonda because they say that she doesn't solely focus on Black characters and she has all this diversity in her shows but I think ultimately what lies at her core in terms of what she writes and produces it's all for the greater good and she tells the stories from all perspectives because that's important so I definitely think she embodies all of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy. I'm going to need you to mail me that book because I need to follow what she did so I could get a multi-million dollar Netflix deal or something.
1: But that or- book, it's just so powerful because it's about like the whole theme of it is like just for a year she starts saying yes to everything. Like and it's like to just take risks and just to go like someone's like, "Hey, you want to go jump out of plane tomorrow?" You can't say no. Yes, why not? Like you have to say yes to everything. It's just like this, this story to teach you how to take
0: risks. And I think that's why Shonda Rhimes is in the place that she is now. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think a lot of, she's produced a lot of work that even like you were talking about in Vincent Anna, she got my girl um, that I love from Ozark, uh, Julia Gamer is the main character i'm like okay that's something i gotta watch and i kind of wish netflix did like a shonda rhimes tab or when courtney kemp starts making her projects like a courtney kemp tag because no no shade no tea but it's so much content on that streaming platform and a lot of them that if people aren't like talking about it heavy on twitter or if it's not trending top 10 i may miss it
1: i know yeah they should just give black women a a category this is work that was done by
0: black women i think that's important too oh that would be dope yeah it's kind of like how they have the international like section
1: right but don't just put the black women up
0: there for women's history month or black history month
1: put it up there that's a category i want to see what black women are doing because we're taking over the space and it's important per shoot but speaking of Black women taking over this space, we can't let this episode go by without acknowledging the wonderful, the amazing Ava DuVernay.
0: Absolutely. And I think taking over the space should be like, it should be Ava taking over the space, end quote, DuVernay, because she is someone who literally had a whole career doing journalism, PR was still within the media realm but at 32 years old she decided to pick up that camera and do it professionally and I'm thanking God that he gave her that passion to do so because the stuff she produces and creates in
1: film before that I thought she was was in journalism I thought it was like something like she was doing something totally different, like
0: healthcare. I don't, she could have been, but at a certain point she was also in like journalism, I think with like CES or something like that. So oh like, God. she's been in the media spaces before, but like her first, like directing and like camera work and all that, like taking it seriously professionally was in her thirties. Right. And I, every time I hear that, I'm like, wow, that's inspiring because you know us being in our 20s I feel like society ourselves we in turn like like tick 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 like you got to do this before this well I'm not doing enough I'm doing too much I'm all the above and ages ageism I feel like it's only pushed more on women than it is men and she kind of said fuck all that fuck I'm all here
1: that. baby and she sure came up and, and she came out
0: Yes. Broken multiple records as black first of this and this. So I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So uh, along with that, like just hearing that she's broken, broken records and made history doing all this later in life when some would have thought was impossible. I'm going to challenge you a little bit, Joy. What's even though we're still young, but what's something maybe that like You put aside and maybe you think now, like, okay, I'm too old to do it, but like in your heart and in your mind, you would, you would always still want to do it. Oh, I mean, there's a couple of things like, and it's actually, that's so funny that you say that because
1: I've been picking up ballet classes. I've been taking ballet and I got, um, a message from my, like, or it was like a post from my dance company that they're doing an adult, like performance. So I have a chance to perform on stage again as a dancer, as an adult. Granted, I know I'm only 26, but it feels like a lifetime. Like since I was like on stage, actually like training to dance and performing. So I think that's something that like, picking that back up I'm solely for fun, not to turn it into a career like Ava DuVert, Dubin- right. just like reliving those like passionate childhood moments. Cause I was always dancing, I was always on stage. So I think that's really cool. Um, But of course, something I would love to pick up later in life is film, like really jumping in and having a Shonda Rhimes and Ava DuVernay empire. Like that's really the goal. And I think that these women give hope to like us creatives who are like, you're you're thinking you have to have it all in your 20s, but no, the 30s is where it hits. Mm -hmm. That's the key. And I think um, that's what I'm looking forward to. What about
0: you? I love that. Oh my gosh. Can I come to your dance recital? You
1: can. It's on April 23rd. I have my first rehearsal this weekend. Ah,
0: I love it. Let's all, all of our black and binging babes. We got to come out and support her. Come to
1: Atlanta and support my dance recital. <laughs> it's going to be jazz. So it's Ooh. not ballet, but it's jazz. But so I'm still trained in ballet.
0: I love that. Um, I think for me too, a bit unconventional. There is a ton of stuff that I want to do. And I think. I'm already like in the process of learning or like actually doing. But one thing that I think I've always told myself like, oh, it's too late because I'm too old now. I have fearful is swimming. Cause you know how they say like, it's easier to teach kids how to swim because they're not scared of drowning and stuff. Um, But I really want to learn how to swim. I think I want to make that take at least classes or something because then I'll be more, you know how to swim? I'm from Miami, Ronnie. Of course I do. You can just- You know how to teach? T- you can just come to Atlanta for a month. I got a pool. And you're a teacher.
1: I <laughs> teach you how to swim, nigga. Because I don't
0: swim. want no teacher that's yelling at me when I'm not-
1: Y'all I'm not gonna me <laughs> yelling at me. I know swimming is like, it's nerve wracking. I can literally teach you how to swim.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know
1: you didn't know how to swim.
0: Duh girl oh my god I get in my knees up but the thing is I love the beach I'm not afraid to like go in the water I think the beach is one of my favorite places and when I go to more tropical places I think I would enjoy like being able to snorkel and things like that well you can
1: do Um, life vest too though you don't have to know one
0: place one place when last time I went back home to Antigua they wouldn't allow me to do it with a life vest for some reason I don't know why I think because we were like wait we were like deep in the ocean so maybe they just didn't want to be liable to give you a life vest yeah
1: that don't make no damn sense like I'll take I've been circling and I've taken off the life vest but that's weird yeah don't ask me, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I love that. You you can learn how to swim. This year will be the year that you're learning how to swim.
0: Mhm, mhm. And I don't got a relaxer or perm anymore, so let my hair right. get wet. I get the hair wet,
1: right? Oh my God! I remember being a kid and hating to get your hair wet at the pool. Should be a whole big fro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, I just fucking put the perm in your hair yesterday. Well, I had to go swimming today, Mom. I had.
0: To I go know. Today. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. But no, she, at, like we said, started at 32 and has produced so much things from 13th, Queen Sugar, A Wrinkle in Time, When They See Us. I think it's just like such diverse content. Yeah. Um, does any of them speak to you the most? The one that speaks to
1: me the most is the one I will never watch again. And it's definitely When They See Us. I will never watch that again but it was a perfect piece of art but i couldn't like the the emotional turmoil that came with that story and that just speaks to how talented ava duvernay is in storytelling because that is something i could never watch again but it was so beautifully done that's definitely yeah. a um queen sugar is a favorite tv wise but overall projects when they see us kills it 13th of course is really just good content just to know um i think that's more like external give that to the white people hey look learn a little bit about some black history this is this is the real learn this but when they see us hands down she deserves all the rewards all the praise for that um for sure what's your favorite
0: yeah I would have to say when they see us too. It's interesting that you said you'll never rewatch it. I never had the urge to rewatch in that moment because it was heavy, but that's something like, I'm going to show my kids one day. So I would have to rewatch it, but. I'm not going to watch it with them. When I tell you, (laughs) you would say, put this on. I'm in the other room. When I tell you with something that's interesting and I think what made me like, respect her even more and I knew that she was serious about her craft everyone it was hype even before the, the um docu the series miniseries came out mm-hmm. um but I hadn't watched because I knew I wasn't in the right state of mind to watch it yet but I still wanted to support her so I had watched an interview I think she did on the breakfast club Enjoy, okay. I kid you not I'm on the path train and just listening to her speak about creating the show had tears flowing down my face. So you could imagine how I was when I actually saw it.
1: That was a lot.
0: Like, I literally
1: feel the wave over me. Just they, like, but beautiful storytelling. And it was a story that needed to be told. Story that been overlooked for fucking years. Yeah, she did that. All right, so we're gonna move on from the heaviness of Ava DuVernay and move on to one of my favorite creators of all time, Miss Lena Waithe. She is the creator of The Shy, uh, the creator of Queen and Slim, which she did in um, really in cahoots with Melina Matsoukas. She worked on Twenties, but more importantly, Lena Waithe got her start on Masters of None, which was is a Netflix show done by um, this Indian boy. Aziz Ansari I don't know if you've ever heard of him Ronnie he's like actually really funny he's a comedian um but she was a character on that show that was intended to be for a white straight woman and when she got the role they decided to change it to a black gay woman to more like embody Lena Waite's character and who she is as a person and she ended up writing um, an episode about her coming out story and won, um, an Emmy for outstanding writing in a comedy series. So that's when I had first heard of like, uh, Lena wave. And I was like, "Whoa, who is this queer woman disrupting the space, doing boss shit and like literally not giving a fuck. It was her. And, um, she was the first woman. Let me, let me make that clear. The first woman, black woman to win an Emmy in that category also. So she (laughs) is super dope. Um, I love her to pieces do you have any favorite Lena Waithe films or shows or I mean we know Queen and Slim is your favorite love movie but any other shows that you're a fan of by Lena Waithe
0: I haven't really if I'm being honest dove into Lena Waithe's projects and I think it goes back to me being black and cheap because (laughs) correct me if I'm wrong isn't the shy on one of like the premium channels okay. yeah which is why as y'all remember in the first episode of black and binging I said I was late to the insecure bandwagon because my household ain't had premium channels so I ain't have showtime I ain't have HBO I ain't have stars I ain't have none of that so I'm blaming it on y'all for not giving me your passwords for me not being able to watch it
1: you should have asked Ronnie because I got them all like, I literally have, like, every... I
0: pay over $100 in streaming just for my streaming stuff a month. Like, I have... I-, I got them now. So now it's just about me binging and catching up. Oh, so maybe we, we got to talk. We got to exchange the passwords, cut down. Yeah. Stuff, you know what I'm saying?
1: Um, but yeah definitely lena wait is one of the dopest women in the game right now she's disrupting the shy she's from chicago so the shy is kind of based on her hometown her her stepping grounds and it's a really cool show um and 20s actually i think you would really enjoy 20s that's on bet plus and it's definitely this also it almost feels like it's her life as well in a in a different way um but it's showing like you know condola from from into oh Tricky. yes Actually a main character in 20s big sean is in 20s so it's a lot of familiar faces in that show too and it's really like it's really upbeat to say yeah away too much so that is a Lena way for us
0: um she is so one she is good at super good at her craft though and again like how i was saying with ava and like hearing her speak telling she's passionate i could tell lena's the same way and not afraid to like be who she is um and like own all of her identities as a woman as a black person as a queer person um and I fell in love with Queen and Slim Malina as you mentioned directed it um and it was Lena's story but like watching all the interviews after it, I was like yo these two women are dope as shit and I love it yeah. and I knew she had did the shot because Lala's in the shy. She, she may not be a main character right but kind of mean she's not like the main but she's up there okay okay so I love how she's doing like a sprinkle of like you know the black phase within the community and her work and also like showcasing new talent and giving them a platform as well so that's awesome <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I got to meet Lena Waithe actually. I, didn't, I got to meet her and hug her briefly. And it was literally, I was just like, it was definitely before COVID you said hug. And yeah, I hugged her. I did. It was definitely, it was, it was actually at the queen and slim after party. Um, so I got to, I was just like, Oh my God, I love her. And I got to hug her. So that was super cool. Um, but moving on Lena Waithe. I give you all your flowers. She's, I call Lena Waithe my work wife because I have the intentions of working with Lena Waithe one day. That's all I'ma say. We gonna be, we gonna work on something. Together. I don't know what it is. I doing? love that. That's that's why she's my work wife. We putting it out there. Her, Shonda. I got a whole list of people who I gotta be in their writers' rooms or on their sets
0: at least once in my lifetime. So that's gonna happen for you. Wow. Thank you. And thank then I'm gonna play this video back and say. It. She did. It. She, she was always your work wife. Right. Her. That way. Her. I love it.
1: So as we all know, there's a gajillion of Black women who are actually doing the damn thing in Hollywood behind the scenes, bringing to life our favorite shows. And of course, we're not going to have time to go into detail about every single one, but I wanted to do a roll call at the end of this and just highlight some names of Black women and give them their flowers because there are so many of them who are really, really changing the face of Hollywood, and I think that's really making a difference in the shows we see, the characters we see, the stories that are being told, and it's all because they're on the back end. So, of course, we have our Mara Brock appeal. Uh, so she actually started with Girlfriends, but she since then has done The Flash. She's done this amazing show called Love Is That Got Canceled but um, she's literally created a Black empire. Of course, we lightly mentioned our Issa Rae. We have Regina King, who is an actress who has been dippling, dipping and dabbling into her director producer bag lately. She's been on Scandal and Secure. Beale Street could talk with, with various roles. Uh, we have Misha Green, who's actually the producer and writer of one of our favorite shows lovecraft country that got canceled you know this might be a trend a lot of these shows are getting canceled i don't know why though It just black women are telling these real hardcore stories and the world doesn't like it because misha green did underground and lovecraft and those were both to the white man controversial i'm sure yeah they were so in depth about like just black people being amazing
0: but that's Um, why you have us to highlight these great shows and films and have a support in numbers to where these networks, these studio production companies have no choice but to keep it because you're going to lose your core audience. You're going to lose these numbers, this money, if you don't continue to let these creators create.
1: And that's next. We need some Black women-owned networks so that the people at the top, or we need Black women at the top of these networks so that they're advocating for our content. Because it's like, if the white man doesn't like it and they don't think there's an audience for it, like, but these, I mean, these shows are, have been so monumental um, for Black people. We have Katori Hall. She's a producer and writer on P Valley, which we are waiting to come back, sis. Hello, it's been like three years. Hello. <laughs> uh, but hey, do your thing, sis. We have Coel. Um, She's a writer and producer. She wrote on Black Mirror. She has, uh, she acted in Chewing Gum*, And then she actually just won a, Academy Award, I want to say, for her limited series on HBO called I May Destroy You. So she's been disrupting the space. We have Demain Davis, and she actually worked on Queen Sugar. So she's worked with Ava DuVernay, For the People, with Shonda Rhimes, How to Get Away with Murder with Shonda Rhimes. Uh, we have Kay hey Oyegun, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, so sorry sis, um, who also worked on Queen Sugar, and This Is Us, even though This Is Us isn't a Black show amazing show and um i mean we can this is us got a little black sector to it um of course we got to talk about our little girl Marseille martin we can't do anything without talking about our little boss who's producer on blackish and she produced little which we talked about last week we have janet mock who did pose um, which is one of my favorites. I love Pose and just telling the story of gay and trans women and just bringing that. I think that's such an amazing story that she was able to bring to life. We have Natasha, Natasha Rothwell from Insecure, who I think we mentioned that in the first episode, she actually started as a writer on Insecure and then ended up becoming an actress too. So she's been behind that. She's worked on Saturday Night Live as well. Super funny. Love that she's a Black woman getting her voice heard. Um, and then we have, she's not even... A writer producer any of that but we just had to highlight her ruth e carter she was the costume designer on uh black panther and she won uh the award she was the first black woman to win an academy award for best costume design so we definitely gotta highlight her and she's um, and she's
0: up for another one yeah to come to america her exactly. and her um her partner we highlighted them on the black and Benjamin instagram if you want yep. not check that out yep
1: So that is super dope. So I especially want to highlight a name that I actually have never even heard before. Her name is Channing Dungey, and she's a producer and executive. Um, She's worked on The Good Doctor and How to Get Away with Murder. But what's really cool about her is that she's one of the chairmen of Warner Bros. And this is what I was talking about earlier, is we need to have Black women in these high places so that they can take a stance on the content that gets to go to network, the content that they renew and all of that good stuff. So she's really dope. Uh, She started out, I think, as a broadcaster in TV, but now um, she's like, she was working at Netflix. She oversaw Bridgerton. She oversaw Emily in Paris. So she definitely has her hand in a lot of um, really great content. But I love that she's at the top, working with Warner Bros, doing the damn thing. And Warner Bros, if you guys don't know, that's HBO overseas, HBO, HBO Max, DC, Cartoon Network, TBS, TNT, all these big networks. So I definitely think um, we're going to see a little bit more sprinkle of us um, on those networks. Thanks to Love that. Channing Dungey. And then um, another name that I had not heard before, which I thought was important, was Henel uh, Culpepper. Uh, She's a director, producer, and writer, but mostly her work is known for being the first Black director of the Star Trek franchise. And I'm like, I'm not a Trekkie. I'm not into Star Trek. I wasn't into Star Wars either. But I think it's so dope that there's this Black woman director in this space, um, changing the way, you know, the stories we tell. Because, of course, like, I think there was a quote that she had, and she was saying that, like, in her role as director, she's asking the questions, like, are you turning these male roles into female roles? Are we bringing in the black women here? Can we turn this white role into a diverse role? She's going to ask those questions. And I think it's just important to have black women in these spaces so that we can continue to diversify um, on screen TV and film. So,
0: yeah, I love that. And not to, I, it could also be that I just maybe don't have like a serious interest in like, kind of like that sci-fi realm, but her having like a lead role in like how these stories are told, who's put into these storylines, maybe for us growing up, it wasn't as inclusive. So like, if you already don't have like an immediate interest for it and you don't see yourself represented, it's like, okay, why am I watching a whole bunch of white men fight for this one white princess type of thing that's in the sky? But now who know, I may give it another shot. You get what I'm saying? So exactly. It's important.
1: They don't understand how important, like representation does so much. And if you think that the Black audience, like representation does so much and attracting your Black audience is good for business. That's what yeah. it is. And I think more of these top execs, you need to see that. Black content is good content and invest in it promote it and diversify your characters and who knows you might have the next big show too
0: yes absolutely and I'm so glad that we decided to give all of these women their flowers while they are here you guys are killing it Mm -hmm. this is our final episode for black history month in honor of black history month in honor of black future month because these women are the present and the future, and they have made history and will continue to make history. Um, and we're so happy for all of you for tuning in every single Monday this month, um, just highlighting everything Black within television and film with us. And we can't wait to see you back on our typical schedule, which is every two weeks. So we will see you on March 14th for next episode. Thanks guys. Thanks for watching guys. Bye.